Hello, and welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Today I'm joined by Justin Ayotte. And Boris. Uh, Welcome back. And we are here to do another Star Trek The Strange New Worlds review, uh, Season 2, Episode 6, Lost in Translation. Um, so this is a very uh, Uhura-focused episode, and we will get into the plot. Um, basically, this one starts off with the Uhura log. So this is how you know it was a was an Uhura-based episode, uh, which I did think was funny about the last one that I forgot to mention. We also just did uh, Charades, the one before this. Um, Chapel gets the log in that episode, but it's pretty much a Spock show. So I do think it's funny that they kind of went outside of the usual uh, model for that. Um, but anyway, uh, basically the idea with this one is that um, they're at like a... Uh, the Federation's building a, a deuterium refining facility, and I guess deuterium is the material that is largely used for non-warp drive-related starship fuel. Um, so they have a thing that, I guess, just pulls deuterium out of space and refines it. So uh, Pike is there with the Enterprise, and um, he's been made a fleet captain temporarily for the purposes of this mission because... Uh, the Farragut is also there, which is the ship that happens to have a certain uh, young future captain on it that will be making an appearance to, in this episode. And he also temporarily has command over the, the refinery facility. Um, so the whole idea is that they're there to uh, get this refinery up and running. And uh, Spock points out that, you know, is there anything to the idea that this is this whole thing is fairly close to Gorn space. And he says, well, yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it in that we're trying to show that we have presence here and maybe it'll get them to back down a little bit. Um, so they mentioned that Uhura has been pretty much running herself ragged because she's like running all the coordination for this thing. And it's been going on for like a week and a half. And, um, so as they're doing stuff on the bridge, she um, she has a uh, sort of an auditory hallucination. Like she hears some weird like kind of machine noise, um, which I've heard comparisons to the the transformer sound effect uh, in that moment. <laughs> which I can kind of oh, it makes sense. Yeah, I can kind of hear it uh, when I. Although it, it did also make me immediately think of, and I didn't think that's what they were doing with this episode, but that's kind of also kind of how the the breen, the breen sound when you hear them uh, is kind of similar to that kind of electronic thing, but I, I was fairly certain they weren't actually going to do that in this episode. But That would have been, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. So... <laughs> so they have... She reacts like there's a signal coming in. There isn't. So and no one else hears it or anything, so she goes down to the um to one of the warp engines because apparently the antenna assembly for the for the uh communications array runs through one of the warp engines, and um so she goes down there and uh she's basically doing a, a repair on her own because and this is where I did not know this was coming. Uh, she rips out a pad with a video on it and hammers in the video. So they brought yep. Bruce Horak back to, to do hammer again, which is very cool. Um, it is. So he's in a couple of, uh, of scenes in like a recording kind of walking her through a process of, um, how to fix this. And then Pelia comes in and my interest just goes down the toilet. <laughs> like I, I've never actually... I have to say, in all my years of watching Trek, this is probably the first character I've ever actively hated. Um, <laughs> you know, the first, like, the first, like, quote-unquote hero character that I've actively hated is this woman. And, like, you know, her whole thing is like, what are you doing down here? So she explains, you know, I have to fix this, and 
and Hemmer taught me. Hemmer decided it was better to teach me how to do it myself, because I used to bug him about it so much. So, um, and then she tries to explain to Pellier, like, "Oh, Hemmer was the chief engineer before you, and whatever." And she goes, "Oh, I know. He was one of my best students when I taught at the academy." And then Uhura goes, "Oh, really?" And she goes, "No, I just said that because he died." And I was just like, "Okay, like." Uh, like, I get this character is supposed to be kind of funny and stuff, but how is that? How is that funny? Like, openly crapping on a dead character? Like, how is that funny? I guess I'm just... I don't know, man, but uh, I think it could be a little bit of a dry British humor, maybe. Except she's not a Brit. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, but uh, she's been living on Earth for way too long, you know? I, I don't know, man. I'm just... I don't know, man. I'm just spitting at the wall, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I no, mean, I unfortunately, just... that's kind of like her stick as, like, an actress is that she kind of does that kind of stuff. Where, yeah. like, you know, she, like, has, like, this kind of dry, almost, like, perky sense of humor. Yeah. And uh depends on who the writers are that are writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's she's good in, in uh, the one after this. I actually liked her in the one after this. But for the most part, this character does mm. it for me. Um. So, uh, when she first appeared, I like. It's not that I dislike her now, but uh, I want to like her. But they're not using her as much as they could or should, I guess. She's so. actually being. The funny thing is, like, I thought if they were, and I think I said this a couple episodes back, maybe when we did three. Um, with the whole season having played out, like. I thought the whole idea of replacing Horak was to get somebody that you would use more. She's actually been using. Yeah, he talked about it. So, like, yep. I guess yep. I'm kind of confused yep. as to why you would bother. Um, so, because I think the point is, is that they just need like a they need a chief engineer, and so um, the chief engineer is always kind of like somebody who is either part of the bridge crew or part of the main cast. So, um, so they probably just wanted somebody there to kind of fill the role, but she's almost in like that Beverly Crusher type of role, kind of, where like, um, you know, she's she's in episodes, but she's rarely like the main attraction of an episode, unlike Tabrosa, which I know is a favorite of yours and, and some other people in uh, yeah. Trek first. Uh, but you know, there are you know, oh, I don't seldom that like Beverly Crusher like. I know, I know. I know. I'm just about to get Um, and uh, and so um, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things. Like there was never really a ton of like Deanna Troy episodes. Um, there there was uh, there was a few, but like she was not usually, at least in the beginning of the show, not usually a focal point. Um, just her looks. Uh, <laughs> and you know what I mean? But like. There's yeah. like certain characters that they're clearly pointing out, like you know, like Pike was a was a big character in season one because he's a captain. Other than the captain, though, you know, you get more of like Una because she's the second in command. You get Spock because he's smart. Um, you know, now you get an, an Ahura episode because she's gonna become a major character. Um, you know, you get a lot of Jim Kirk, not a lot of Sam Clark Kirk because he is Jim Kirk. Um, you get a lot of like, you know, you get characters that one, the people know, and two, are going to eventually become something. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Nurse Chapel, you know, is kind of a known character in the universe. So you get a lot of that kind of stuff as opposed to like some of these like, you know, uh, background characters, you know? Mm hmm. Yeah. So there you go. That was my yeah. ramble. So, the, so they have a whole thing. It was a good ramble. Yeah, it was actually. Uh, so she goes and and talks to him, Benga, try to figure out what's going on with her. And he mentions, you know, you haven't slept in however long it is, like a week or something like that. And then he also says, you know, you were in the warp nacelles, so it's possible. It it looks like you have a minor case of deuterium poisoning, so that can sometimes cause hallucinations and stuff and we should also mention that she uh when she gets in the turbo lift to go down there she sees like a zombified version of hemmer that attacks her um yep. 
So that kind of makes her go like, okay, this is not right. Um, so then they, uh, and there might be stuff I'm missing in here, but um, they're doing stuff on the refinery thing, and there's some conflict between. Yeah. So yeah. So Una, yeah, Una and um and the uh, new engineer. Hell yeah. Um, there, I keep forgetting her name, but they're on that. Yeah, they're on that refinery thing, and they have like a back and forth too, a little bit on that refinery thing. Yep. And yeah, there's a whole. You can tell that Una doesn't really like this woman at all. Um, and, yep. you know, she kind of questions, like, uh, Pelia doesn't follow protocols enough and all this kind of stuff. And um, so... Yeah. So, and, you know, I kind of get that. Like, number one's kind of a, a rule follower. And whatever, which probably explains why Boimler mm-hmm. likes her so much, which we'll get into in the future. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh. but, uh, so yeah, there's some conflict between the two of them, which, you know, I guess, and we'll get into some of that more as we go through it. Uh, but Pelia figures out that. Some... Well, there's a, there's a pass between those two, so we can uh, know why there's like a, there's like an issue between them. Oh, I thought that came later. No, isn't that in this episode when they're coming back? It's in this episode, but it happens later. Like you find out what the actual problem is later. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what I mean. Like we'll find yeah. out. No, you you find out by the end of the episode. You'll find out what the problem between them is. I think the, I think the problem as it's established is kind of not bullshit, but just not really well established. Um. But we'll agreed, be, agreed, we'll agreed. It's, um, it's one of those. It's one of those writing things that they do now, where they show like two characters having an issue, yeah. and then like at the end of whatever the story is, you find out what that original issue was instead of just pointing it out at the beginning. Like, oh, you were such and such. I and guess then we can just say I you did such and such it. to me. Yeah, I guess we can yeah. just say it now because it doesn't actually have bearing on the larger story. It's just there. Um. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Initially, 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 number one says, "Hey, you were my instructor for some course at the academy, and you gave me a C, even though my final paper thing was awesome." And Pelia was just like, "No, it was it was junk, like whatever." Um, and then Pelia calls out, "It's not that. It's the fact that you were friends with Hemmer, and every time you see me, it reminds you that he's dead." Um, and that's fine. That's a perfectly viable way to get there. I don't buy that with Una because did we ever see her interact with Hemmer in that first season at all? Mm. Ever? Like, I would have bought that more if it was Pike or Spock that had the problem with her. Yeah. And not... Not some character who literally never said a line to Hammer in that first season at all. Um, but you know, well, I saw, I saw, I saw a lot of what they did with this episode. Not to interrupt you, but um, I saw a lot of what they did with this episode. With that episode, when we found out that um, uh, Tasha Yar had a kid, and and um, they were going through the whole like everybody's relationship with Tasha and how they haven't really like. Um, you know, gone through it or whatever. And so like they kind of use her as like a way to like try to, you know, uh establish their like grieving process about Tasha and stuff like that after she dies in season one. Spoiler alert if you haven't yep. seen TNG. Um not our problem. Um Yeah. But like I I saw that a little bit in this episode where like they're trying to like uh basically grieve for somebody who they didn't really have the time to grieve for. I don't know. I, but I think they just did it in a strange way. Yeah, I'd definitely give you that. I just, I mean, and I guess, like, it establishes an off-camera relationship between them, I guess, if you really want to do that. Mm-hmm. And it does give um, it does give Rebecca Romaine something to do, which I have complained for the first season and a half that she doesn't really get that much to do. Uh, so if this is what you want to give her, cool, I guess. I just, it felt kind of unearned to me because as I was watching it, I was just like, but wait, when did she ever interact with him? Okay, 
I guess. Sure. Um, yeah, but, I mean, unfortunately, he was only on the show for what, like, seven episodes, like four, eight episodes. Like, four. he died in like the last. No, like, it was way less than that. I actually four? going through it again. Really? I think I actually, I actually counted them. The number of a number of episodes mm-hmm. he actually had, and I only counted it as the ones he had lines in. Uh, because that first episode, he's in yeah. two seconds walking off a transporter pad. Um, I think he's only in like four four episodes in season one. Because he's in the... Yeah, so I mean... And I mean, think about it. Like, we think of four episodes in a season as, like, not a lot. But think about it. He was in 40% of the season. Because they only yeah, do 10 episodes. Way, so that would be the equivalent... That would, that would be the equivalent to, like... Yeah, that would be the equivalent to, like, what? Like, uh, probably, like, 10 to 11 episodes in, like, a, like a 25-episode season. Yeah. Like, yeah, you right. know what I mean? So it's... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, it's unfortunately because of his least amount of time, not every character got to have like that type of relationship. You know what yeah. I mean? Like with like with uh, Ahura, we only really saw her interact with him like that one time about like kind of stuff. But in this episode, they show her like, you know, show a video of her talking to him about engineering stuff or whatever. So we kind of get this idea of why she's having a tough time with the loss of Hammer. Because she has this, um, you know, this video. And so there's a little more backstory that we weren't really given in the first season due to the fact that he wasn't on that many episodes. And he wasn't really, like, a main character in the show. Right. I mean, he was a main character, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, like not, like, one of the top people. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, definitely. So that that whole thing is, like, a very minor side plot that doesn't really have that much to do with anything. Uh, so I figure we can get away with yeah. mentioning it right now. Um, so yeah, it's just the B plot, that, you know, they yep. kind of and all of these things. So they determine that another a guy on the on the refinery thing, a Starfleet guy in the refinery thing, sabotaged sabotaged it, and he is also hearing the same thing that Uhura is. Um, and at one point, they she has another hallucination of like. I assume it was supposed to be the shuttle crash that killed her family. Um, cause they like show her like standing out in a field and they, and she just looks over somewhere and there's like a giant column of smoke coming from somewhere. Um, and I think that was supposed to be the, the shuttle crash where her parents and her brother died was what was shown there. Um, so then, uh, Jim Kirk comes over for a visit. Uh, Generally, I think I think the whole thing was he was just he wanted to go like hang out with his brother, who is on the Enterprise, which we know. Um, and so they, you know, they go through pleasantries, and um, you can tell that Sam's a little annoyed with him. Uh, but it's kind of for stuff that he has nothing to do with. It's kind of like, and this kind of got into like the nine hundred two one zero of it all, which I kind of. I sort of tuned out like Sam's mad at him because, uh, you know, he's just made first officer of the Farragut, even though he's not first officer yet. Um, and, uh, and they, and they say that, you know, that their father tends to appreciate the stuff that Jim does more than what Sam does. Cause he's just a scientist that just kind of, you know, he's on the flagship and stuff. So that should be looked at pretty positively, but, um, he doesn't have the sort of, exciting life that Jim does and Jim does the stuff more that their father kind of respects. And to me, this just felt like 90210 high school bullshit. And I was just like, okay, well, sure. If this is what you, what you want to do with this, I guess. Okay. Uh, you know, just didn't do a whole lot for me, but I guess there's an audience for that kind of thing. Um, so then, while that's going on, uh, they take the guy. They take the guy over from the from the refinery thing, and he's on the Enterprise because Mbenga wants to look him over and figure out what's going on there. That's where they figure out that he is receiving the same signal that Uhura is. Um, he freaks out, attacks Mbenga, and runs. 
Hello. Oh. What happened? Uh, oh, there he is. Sorry, I had that thing where it randomly dropped out again. Um, oh, okay, yeah, because I because I thought I lost you guys earlier in the other episode, but I couldn't yeah. tell if it was me losing you guys or if you had well, like if something happened to you because of the weather. I don't know. Yeah, no, my connection went out for a second there. Um, uh, okay. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. So, uh, so guy escapes. He was trying to do something on the ship. Like he gets into like the was it astrometrics? He gets into the astrometric lab and starts dicking around. Um, and then uh, he actually causes a, a big part of the ship to blow up and he goes flying out into space and whatever. Um, so then uh, Uhura and Jim Kirk look at his logs and they're trying to figure out what's going on there. Uh, like how how this whole thing happens to him and they're looking for similarities to what happens to her. Um, and they go and talk to Sam and the three of them figure out that, and this is, this was my main problem with this episode. I do think this is one of the better ones of the, the, the back half of the season to me is way better. Um, and this is the first one that really starts to pick that up. Um, but I, my problem is that I feel like they came to this solution way too quickly in the sense of, um, you know, Sam and Jim Kirk and Uhura figure out that uh, there are, like, these extra-dimensional beings that have the ability to, like, attach themselves to uh, material in in, all, in our dimension, and they're, like, attaching themselves to the particles of deuterium that are floating around in this area of space. And as the refinery thing is... is uh, catching those particles of deuterium it's killing these aliens so they're sending uhura a message of like and it's basically like saying you know you're killing us please stop doing this but because the human brain is not able to deal with the stuff on the level that they're sending it she's getting it as these weird hallucination things and she figures out way too fast that they're like oh we're killing these things we have to stop this and by the time they come to this realization, the refinery thing's already been turned on. It can't be shut off. So she just goes, she just goes to Pike. We have to blow it up. And I think what bothers me about this is if this were, okay, now I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but if this were <laughs> a TNG episode, right, they would have written this in such a way where they would have figured this out way earlier and there would have been like some level of debate about okay well we can either do this or this and what are the what are the pros and cons of these things and i i had a i had a discussion about this with my wife last night as we were watching it and i'm curious what you guys think like these episodes are actually way longer than old style TNG episodes were like they could be right are they I just I don't I don't I don't think no, they so, are man. though I think no they just are a... though if you look at the if you look at the run times right your average episode of TNG was 42 minutes with commercials okay this episode of uh -huh. Stranger Worlds was 55 minutes with no ads like you're telling me they couldn't have uh, couldn't have written some scene where they figure you know because it just bugged me that like not only does she immediately figure out the problem and like i get that she's supposed to be like a prodigy type so maybe that's part of it but then she immediately just goes to pike blow it up and nobody says like hey wait a minute do we really want to do that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think it just runs into a couple of problems. Like one, um, even though like all of this stuff has been happening for years with like streaming and like smaller seasons and stuff, unfortunately, the Trek universe is still kind of ran by people who um, at Paramount and Viacom who think that you know you have to go based on like the old thinking 
of like, oh, you can't go over an hour for an, an episode. You can't do this. You can't do that, which I know they've done it a couple of times with like Picard and stuff like that, like Picard season three. I think we had an episode that may have been like an hour and something minutes. Um, but if you go over an hour, they start thinking like, oh, it's more of a movie than a TV show. So they like, you know, kind of start freaking out and they kind of think about because there isn't, um, isn't there an ad version of Paramount Plus? So they probably try to do that too, where, um, you know, they try to think of it as like, well, we can still go over 42 minutes, but um, we do have to put in ads for the people who have ad versions of Paramount Plus, like Peacock and shit like that. Because like, I'll even see it on like, um, like with the WWE quote unquote premium live events, um, they still do that where like they come up with like random shit to show the people who don't have ads. And then the people who do have ads end up seeing the ads instead of whatever pre tape thing they have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, that might also be something that they're trying to do where they're trying to merge the fact that like some people have ads, some people don't. And so they don't want to make it too long because then people will be like, well, you know, if I just have the ad version, I'm not going to want to watch this. Whereas opposed to the people who have the ad free version. Yeah, but I mean, really most see. of the ones this season yeah. have been about this long. I mean, the one we did previously, and I didn't bring it up, but the the charades one was oh. 61 minutes long with with no ads. I mean, so they're they're definitely yeah. uh, they're definitely yeah. using the the extra mileage that not having to hold the. And I'm and I'm sure somebody, I'm sure there was somebody in the background who really pushed on that one minute. Yeah. And we put something here, so that yeah. way we don't have that right. extra minute. You know, right. that's how this shit uh, happens. Yeah. So. so I mean, I think this one, and you could make the argument too that like, I feel like the other thing that they're kind of that they're kind of getting into with some of these, and in some ways, I feel like this show is the and I enjoy this show and I enjoy TNG both for diff- different things probably, but <coughs> I feel like a lot of TNG stuff back in the day would bog down in the procedure of it all and like the, you know, more of the the sci-fi aspects and the, and the tech stuff and whatever. Whereas I feel like this one is way more interested in the in the character moments than all the the sci-fi techie crap. Because um, this one, it, to me, it almost felt like the like the the sci-fi elements of this one were almost not irrelevant, but were of way less importance than like the stuff between Number One and Pelia, and the stuff between Uhura and Kirk, and and all that. And that stuff was great. Like I actually really, I know I've shit on Paul Wesley in previous episodes. Uh, for I I have not really liked his uh, portrayal of Kirk all that much, but I have to say that with every every time he shows up, I'm starting to like what he does more. Um, he was a standout in in the time travel one earlier this year, and I really liked what he did here. A lot of um, a lot of uh, nice uh, back and forth dialogue scenes with Uhura, where you kind of get into get into the character a bit more. Um, which I did appreciate. They did actually call out the uh, the ship that the father served his father served on, which was kind of nice. Shout out to the JJ stuff, I guess. They also, yeah, they also uh, really want you to know that uh, Eric and Aurora have a backstory. Yeah, later on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I really like this one too. I think again, I think. It'll it'll end with Paul Wesley in the center seat <laughs> with versions of those people, but you're not gonna get a full show like that. Um This is this is gonna be my new this is gonna be my new universal translator on my new uh it's an alternate universe. Like this is gonna be my new thing. Every time yeah. we see something I did gonna be like the I heard somebody somebody bitching and moaning on like Facebook, one of those group things about, you know, and you like to point out the continuity 
pieces, but and I don't think this was one because they, you know, they both kind of approached it differently. But like the whole the whole difference between the the JJ movies and and the Prime universe is that Kirk's father lives longer, right? Because I think Spock says in the JJ. Uh, yeah, no. Well, does. Kurt's he father does. lives longer in the Prime right, universe, right? Not in the JJ universe. That he dies. Where they were talking the about yeah. that scene where yeah. Sam was talking to him about. Okay, you know, right, but you were the youngest first officer ever, but you probably did that on purpose because you knew who the previous holder of the record was, and he was like, "Yeah, it was our dad." Okay. Um, and Sam talks about like Sam has a couple lines that kind of sound like the dad's dead. And then Jim has a couple of lines where he clearly isn't. So I was just like, okay, I'm not real sure what they're saying there. But I also figured it's not really all that relevant either. Um, <laughs> where well, it kind of it kind of seems like it's it's almost like Sam like I don't want to say hates the dad, but like it's one of those things where like Jim seems like he yeah, was uh, you know. Golden yeah. Child and um, Sam wasn't, so it's more of like a like mm-hmm. Sam doesn't talk to him, but like Jim still I'm does. I'm just kind of curious you know too I mean? if what you guys think of this. I don't think this following thing triggers the continuity police because I don't think they ever established where this took place initially. Um, but at the very end, we do get uh, we get a scene in like the bar, the restaurant, whatever, where. Uh, Jim and Uhura are talking more and Spock comes over and uh, Jim asks him to join them. So you get the first you get the first chronological meeting between Jim Kirk and Spock right there. <laughs> and as far as I Yep. And they have a nice feedback of that that scene. They have a nice feedback of that scene of them all sitting around and talking. As if they're great crew members who, yeah, will someday once soon. again be on the uh, edge of a ship together, or maybe yeah, five seasons, I, five I seasons. I think this one could go longer than that if they really wanted to. Um, but yeah, well, I'm I'm hearing awesome. now. Well, we're getting, like, we're, well, we're getting nothing next year, so to talk about this a little bit, um, you know. They were in production on season three right before, according to Kurtzman, uh, they were the first, I think the first three scripts for next year or next season, whenever that is, are written. And they were a day away from calling the actors in to start production when the strike hit. So... Nothing has been filmed. A couple of the of the initial scripts for season three have been written. Uh, my guess is that if the if the strike were to end mm-hmm. tomorrow, from everything I'm reading, you won't see this show again before 2025. Um, and the longer it goes, mm. well, I seen um. I seen that uh, was it the shuttle pod um, podcast or whatever that uh, uh, Frakes was on, and um, he was talking about like the potential of a strike. Maybe it was either that or maybe it was um, the Rosenbaum pod, but um, uh, but he was talking about how he hadn't yeah. gotten a schedule yet to shoot because he directs a lot of those episodes, and so they still hadn't put out a like a like a schedule for directing. And he said he wasn't even sure how far along they were in for, in pre-production and stuff. So that yeah. that kind of yeah, shows so as you far as a I've little seen, bit of the behind this. The that first it is. three scripts for next year are written, and that's basically it. Because they they were about to start shooting right before the strike started. So um, my guess is you, if this show comes back at all, and I have theories that it will not. Um, you probably at this point, I would guess the strike's probably going to go until at least early 2024, which means probably 2026 before this comes back. 
Uh, that's just me, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Hollywood producer or anything, but that just seems logical given the amount of time that post-production takes on this too. Um, so yeah, a solid episode here. Well, they, they were, kinda, they, they were, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I would say that's probably a fair assessment. Because I think they were trying to do like seasons two and three together, um, but obviously that didn't happen. Because you know if they're, yeah. if they've only written the first three episodes of season yep. three, then you know that's yeah. how that is. I think but, they did, well they did do season one and two. Maybe it was like, a right season one and two that they because did, they yeah. because because when it when it was originally brought to series, I think Paramount yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's what it was. That what so it was. they knew they could so they could start production on two right away. Um, so I think that's, and I think once the season three renewal came, they started on that, but mm-hmm. you know how long production takes on these heavy effects shows too. So um, yeah. So as far as uh, what we have left for this um, and we will get to the last four of these eventually uh, we have um, those old scientists, the lower decks crossover, which is going to be a lot of fun to go. I think, um, and uh, under the cloak of war, which I believe to be the best episode of the season so far, uh, might be the best episode of the show. Period. Um, Subspace Rhapsody and Hegemony are the yep. last four that we will be getting to in the coming weeks. Um, mm-hmm. And do you guys have any other thoughts about this? Particular? Um, this. Uh... Yeah, this this yeah. current episode, I want to say, like, this was the first episode of the season that I actually really, really liked. Um, I think this is one of the best episodes, not only of the season, but of the show. Um, I think they did a really good job of, like, really building Hover's character um, with them kind of trying to deal with the fact of Hammer's death and stuff like that. And um, it, it was, I think it was, like, a really good... Um, overall, like I get what you're saying, like oh, you wish there was um, like something else at the end that kind of like was a buffer between her saying like destroy it and then Pike being like okay, but I think it's kind of like that inherent trust she had he has in her, kind of like how Pard um, kind of did that with some of his yeah. people, even though people were like ridiculous, and he's like I trust my people or whatever, you know what I mean? And so he just kind of had that inherent trust in her to do that um but um no i I really like this episode i like how it uh really built the back story of her um and stuff like that and um even though the b plot was kind of bleh um i did think that that was kind of a good use (laughs) of um of uh the new engineer that i know you said her name but i keep forgetting it uh pella is that what it is pila pella something like that Pelia, whatever. L.A. Pelia. Um, and, uh, yeah, so overall, um, I would say this was probably my probably my third favorite episode of the season. Um, and, uh, yeah. Also, oh, oh, also, um, this was also also based kind of on an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, um, Night Terrors. Um, where Deanna Troy couldn't get sleep because there was an alien life force that kept making her stay awake because there was problems that the Enterprise was, like, ruining their atmosphere or something, and it was a bunch of microbes in space or something. And so they basically, like, forced her to stay I awake because she was a uh, telepath. Similarity there. And okay. um, so, yeah, so it was very nice. similar to that episode. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we'll get these out yep. soon. Uh, for our yeah. uh, dedicated Trek audience. We saw yeah, I didn't have much thoughts on oh. the episode. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just... Like, I thought I heard them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just... Yeah, it was just an episode. It was okay. Nothing... I don't. I like the uh, last yeah, scene at the end, and the um, one, right? you know, waving the flag and whatnot. So. That one's gonna be fun. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Counting the days. Counting the days, man. I'm, I might even get to rewatch oh, yeah. that episode. That episode. I mean, that's gonna go down in, you know, Star Trek history for sure. You know, it's one of the best I, episodes I, ever. I will say, I will say that that episode okay. will now, also rekindle the, my. Want, this is an alternate Here's universe. something I want to bring but up about. I will say that, that until we and do. Maybe I'll mention it again when we so, do that one. Hey, uh, kids. Having met Eugene Cordero, I don't see any reason why they couldn't have included him in the live action part of that. Because he looks enough like Rutherford where I think people would have accepted it. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. That was, yeah, that one might be my only gripe with the episode, but, uh... Well, I think, yeah. I think that would have been, like, um, like, then what do you do with, uh, what's-her-face? Um, you know, then you No, Soka. Crossing the streams over here. Um, no, what's her face? Um, the oh, Mariner. No, um, the other friend. Uh, why am I forgetting her name? The uh, the green one. Uh, the the Tendi. 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 And Tendi. 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 Thank you. Um, now you don't have. Oh, her. like you're saying if she's like, the only one. I was like, what the hell are you talking? About? Uh, I, like, the, I I don't know what you were trying to compare. So. Uh... But anyway. Yeah, like she's the only one like left out. It's like I don't know what her voice character, like her voice actor, looks like, but it's like, like I think they probably did that where like at least those two look very similar to the character that they figured they'd bring them out and make them part of it. So that way it wasn't like they were trying to make everybody part of the crossover. You know what I mean? Because it's more of a it's it's a crossover, but it's a Strange New Worlds episode, not a um, lower decks episode episode you know what i mean yeah but still i mean i didn't i thought it was the guy who plays uh who voices boimler but when i found out it wasn't i was kind of disappointed you know it is there it is that quite it is him yeah yeah he voices boimler so what's the issue again no i'm saying like if you brought in the other guy who voiced Rutherford. Ah, oh, Rutherford. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Then, then uh, you would have had to leave out Tendi, because like the four of them are together, and so then it's like maybe they didn't want to do that. Maybe they just figured because Boimler and um, Mariner are like the two like not main characters because it's all four of them, but like those are the two that kind of get a lot of the shine. Um, figured they bring them out into the live action thing, and as opposed to like everybody. You know what I mean? Because that's what happens a lot of times on crossovers is like, you know, they'll bring like certain characters over um, for a crossover. So, for example, like, you know, when they did like the Frasier Cheers uh, crossover, they brought like Sam in and they didn't really bring everybody else in. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't see Norm, you didn't see Cliff, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't see all that. You know, that's kind of yeah. how, you know, that stuff worked. Yeah, I know he disappeared. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's kind of how like those crossovers work. So you don't get like an entire cast over. It's usually just a couple of characters from that show. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. no, no, that that makes sense. Plus, I mean, the way I mean, I, I mean, I want to talk about that some more, but I want to save it for the episode, man. It just if I start yeah. talking about it now, it just ruined the whole uh, thing I know, I know. later on. Man. I know. I'm, well, I'm, I'm also kind of I'm also kind of <laughs> filibustering. I don't know why. Yeah. Just yeah. Um. So I don't know if you had anything else to add. But um, maybe we should just end it. And uh, yeah, sorry about that. I don't understand. Oh, he's back. What's going okay. on with my computer? Um, I was like, I don't know if we should just end it or if we should wait for John to pop No, we're not really though. Uh, right. Maybe I should go back to using my phone for these because you guys uh, have a shitty weather. My computer maybe it's is that. old. It just can't take this past a certain point. Uh, um, but anyway, so I'm. Yeah. No, this been a it's been a fun uh, season. I think we're maybe. about to get into the yeah, man. Anyway, I mean, you know, we're stoked. We we're stoked. The last four of these, mm -hmm. I think we're gonna get into the really good stuff for this yeah. year. Like, I you know, obviously, Justin, you said you didn't like the first couple as much. Um, I, you know, I um, 
I enjoyed all five of those, but I can definitely see how those were the with yeah, the, basically the with first. full season out in front of us now. I can definitely see how the first five were the weaker ones, probably. Um, and now we're getting into the the real stuff. Yeah. Um, into the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I'm judging I'm judging the season nine episodes because I don't want to judge the season too heavily on the special uh, musical one. Right. Mostly because, like I, I said know. in the other episode, I'm not a fan of musicals and musical episodes. Yeah. So I'm not going to nice. hold that against. Uh, so, okay, so we'll find time whole, to get together and do the rest of those in the next week or two, hopefully. And then we'll start on, uh, as we record this, the first two episodes of Lower Deck Season 4 are out there. Um, and we'll get to those once we finish mm. these. Um, and those are generally much shorter, so those will be easier to go through, I think, than these are sometimes. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, whenever we have time and enough people, we'll be getting back to the last four of these and hopefully straight, uh, sure. hopefully Lower Decks in the yes. near future. I'd like to try to get Spencer on some of those, too, because he's a really big fan of that show as well. So we'll see what he has in We'll see what he means in terms of time um, for that. So, all right, boys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. Yep. I got to say, uh, one thing yeah, I think, from I think the, we're all like, uh, uh, I think we're all remember last year, show, the so one where the VR, yes. Kayshawn guy get turned, gets you know. turned into the puppet. There, at, at that convention, there's somebody who sells like, crocheted little hand puppets of oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I would not be shocked if by this year by next year's convention you're gonna see uh, crocheted <laughs> little moopsies <laughs> so, so yep but we'll get to that when we get, when we get there uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> probably oh for sure yeah. for sure yeah i did have a i do have a that, that, that's our new uh baby yoda yep. it's yeah i was I gonna say it's a, the groot of star trek i think now yeah convention by the way used to be tribbles uh, used to be tribbles now it's moopsie yeah so just just in case i ever need a uh a set of D D dice again for any reason um wow so, that's that's somebody yeah the streams then. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I just have no reason to use them right now. But at least I have them if we ever... You can always get a set of that... D&D dice for whatever reason. Dude. Okay, so um, these were good. Well <laughs> done, boys. And we'll we'll reconvene at some point walking. in the future for... Uh, I know we have some other things coming up outside of the Trek stuff. It's just a question of when we can get the right people around for them. Um, I know we're going to do a, a, a retro a, uh, a retro comic review of the DC event series Blackest Night um, is something I think Brendan and I and Josh movie. are planning on doing. And then you guys had some kind of like science fiction triple feature thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Uh, Josh likes to have you watch all these yeah. weird movies. Um, and then him and Brandon talk about how, like, my, like, reaction to it is different than theirs, because I don't usually watch this stuff. But, yeah, it's, uh, uh, okay. Sea of Terror. Be um, that'll be on the stars, which I've seen before, and, um, the other one, which I can't remember, but I've seen that one before, too. Um, and, yeah, so we're planning to do that as, like, a yep. triple feature. And then and we uh, are, I think we Josh are approaching has suggested uh, maybe doing like Power Rangers um, 30th anniversary show. I feel like but, I should mention um, that we decided like that that week, will so just kind of be, hey, we'll um, still do that. rather okay. than trying to review anything in particular, we kind of decided that those shows are better just for like general hangout type things where like we'll just get together and talk, talk about a bunch of stuff um, just because, you know, we also try to involve we try to make it so that everybody can get yeah. on one of those and it's not really that sort of thing. Now that we have as many people on the show as we do is not really conducive to a uh, like structured review of something. Um, so like if, 
say it was the three of us plus Josh and Brendan and Milos and maybe Spencer and Trisha could pop in and make appearances. I mean, that would be, you know, if we had like seven or eight or nine people on that, like I'm not sure there'd be much point to trying to review something in that case. Um, so 500 will just be our next like kind of B team hangout thing. Um, when, when we, yeah, yeah, and those are those always do well. I think people enjoy those, so that'll be it'll be good to have another one. Of yeah, those the uh, side chat thing. Yeah, all right, guys, we'll figure out time to do the next couple in the next week or two. So uh, have a good rest of I your weekend. Yeah, discussion going on. Okay. Tonight. Is that the like the ESPN? Yeah, oh, tomorrow. Night. Have fun okay. the, uh, the ESPN. Night. I want to see Red Sox and Yankees at Fenway Park. Mm. Uh, tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that would have been great, but no, they're uh, they're facing the Orioles, I think. Right? Uh, it was rain delayed, and uh, so now it's back up. Nice. But, uh, I got got them as a birthday. Oh wait, she's a that, Yankee fan, though, uh, isn't she? eons ago so uh yeah so Careful. now we're uh finally going to that so, yep she's never been to fenway so it'll be fun yeah it's she not is. the same mm-hmm. as it used to so be. i i, I went to yankee stadium anyone in june um as a red sox fan uh <laughs> she'll be fine. she'll be with me so yeah she'll be i don't I don't think people are as uptight about nah, it as they nah, used nah, to be. Nah. Plus, anyway, so it's like the the most they get are like, well, it's a Yankees chance. So that's it. That's all she's really gonna probably hear. Yeah. Well, have fun with that. That sounds like it'll be cool. Nah, um, nah. It's just it, when people get super so, drunk, yeah. sometimes they like start go just talking Patriots probably yapping a little bit, but there's no like violence uh, or anything. So. Yeah, yeah. I doubt they'll show that on. CBS. They might. But well, hey, at least you get to see the Brady uh thingy going on. Oh, that's true. I guess I could do that, huh? Okay. Cool. No, right, but boys. you can um they got it on um uh Patriots's website. You have better um, odds of being shown though. there than I do here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I don't think they're gonna show it here either, but yeah. Yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah I mean, maybe the local right, like boys, channel, have a good like rest local of your affiliate, weekend, will do it. Like break in, like channel twelve over here will break in, but yeah. I don't think so because they got that's more of like a national thing. So I don't know. We'll see. All right, same to you. Later. Yeah.